The Down Below podcast was our last best hope to analyze. We failed. But in the year of the spoiler war, it became something greater. Our last best hope for answers. The year is 2015. The show, Down Below. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Ann. And I'm Beth. Unfortunately, we're having technical difficulties, and Heidi won't be able to join us this week. It is unfortunate. It is. We should be back next time. But we are pleased to be joined once again by the Babylon Yurker again. Hello, Yay! Thanks for stepping in, yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. Hey, we're on four. We're in four different countries. Oh wow! Yes, we <laughs> yeah. yeah, four different we time zones. Truly international. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of these days, I should have driven up to Canada. Well, that was still just before. But if Heidi were here, it would have been five. Wait, where is Heidi? Um, she's oh, she's in Disneyland or World or whatever. Well, they're on opposite sides of the country. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds um, fun. Yeah, she's oh yeah, she's in the California one because she said she was at California Adventure. Oh, cool! Nice, yeah. So today we are here to discuss episode twenty-one of season three, Shadow Dancing. But first, here's an ISN special report. ISN Underground. War report. As the Shadow War continues to rage and billions are forced to flee their homes, the galaxy cries out for something to be done. And in a daring manoeuvre, Captain John Sheridan and Delenn led a multi race fleet into battle against the Shadows. And in our continuing endeavour to bring you the truth of this war, I snuck aboard the reship Mother's Whale to give you a full report on what happened in battle. So here I am aboard the reship just before battle and everything's quiet. There's an eerie calm here preparing before the storm. I spoke with the I spoke earlier with the telepaths assigned to the ship and they're nervous but ready to be done what must be done. They have been briefed by Lita Alexander, the only telepath so far, to go into battle against the Shadows. Right now, they're meditating, preparing themselves for the mental battle they must face. And that's it. The alert's up. We're going in. Battle's been raging now for, what, maybe half an hour, and, oh... We've been hit several times, but we haven't taken it half as bad as some of the other ships. But I can see on the screen that this ship alone has destroyed maybe two shadow vessels. Our telepaths have blocked them from doing anything and then just, well, it's hard to describe really. 
if you haven't seen the shadow ship in person these a force in your mind as they pass and and everything goes dark and there's this scream in your mind we have to win this battle there's no other choice i think it's all over the shadows are retreating it was a long and hard fight one of the telepaths died the question now though is what happens next you can be sure though that ISN Underground will be there to bring you the truth, no matter what it is. The Flesh Pulp Podcast. Three to ten minutes of fiction brought to you thrice weekly. 200 miles below the surface of the Earth, at the terminus of a series of long sea caverns and interconnected shines. Under the shadow of the eternally bleeding eye, there is a crippled wreck of a man writing tales, stories of a dimension engulfed in madness. He is writing them of you. Think them all at fleshpulp.com or search for it on iTunes. The Shadow Dancing was originally aired October 21st, 1996. It was directed by Kim Friedman. I think this is her first B5 episode. She um, she was actually nominated for an Emmy in 1998 for an episode of L.A. Law that she directed called Hand Roll Express. Hand Roll? Yeah, Hand oh. Roll Express. Took place at a sushi restaurant? <laughs> Uh, maybe somebody died in a. Or, what was six. LA Law about? I don't know. This is more like a lawyer LA. show than a. This sounds like show. this. And yeah, I saw Sorry. in Wikipedia that in late 2014, her daughter started an Instagram account to document some of the crazy messages she got from her mom. And the account has like six. I looked yesterday, it has like close to 700,000 followers now. It's been featured on TV, like ABC News and whatever. That's a lot. I should make it into a TV show now. Nah. It was written by JMS, this episode was. Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's get started with the recap. Yeah, let's get into the penultimate episode. Mm. Mm -hmm. Of this season, at least. It's only 7.44 and it's already been a crazy morning. So the episode starts at Z minus seven days. Wonder what that's all about. Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, Lynn's talking to the League, trying to convince him to strike against the Shadows, but she can't tell him exactly what the mission is because they don't want the Shadows to learn about it. And they're worried, of course. They're worried that their own defenses could be weakened. And but she tells him the plan is to stand, have the ships in hyperspace waiting until the time comes and then they'll find out the um, final destination so they're going to go deliberate mm. yes. oh, you get right into it straight away with this episode, there's no messing around no, yeah. no, no that, uh, that's the other thing that you, you see she is now clearly until Za oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. They, they have a right to be worried though it's 
secret mission. But she is right. They should trust her, too. Oh, yeah. Basically, think about this project at work I'm working on. They couldn't tell me anything about it. And I've been on the project a week now, and I still have no idea what's happening. <laughs> what am I doing? Mal can only... Uh, Think of that um, thing from um, what's it, Sarah Connor Chronicles, which you haven't got to yet, Will, but yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she, um, yeah, they promised me Monday, tomorrow I'll find out what I'm doing, so we'll see. Wow. <laughs> oh, you don't have no idea what you're doing. Well, Dylan, I swear, I have like a. Pr- I feel bad for my annoyance at Delenn because it's like everything she does now annoys me. <laughs> so when we started out and she was doing her like earnest speechifying, I was like, oh God. And then the whole thing with the watching it annoyed me. So I'm just letting you know Delenn's annoying know. me. I feel bad because Sarah Connor kind of annoys me on the Sarah Connor Chronicles <laughs> this, this time around. It's like everything she does, like well, she is kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. But Lanier was was good. He was like very. He's a good counterpoint to her. Yeah, no doubt. Sheridan's talking to Ivanova and Marcus, and. Yeah, they've been driving. The shadows have been driving ships to Sector 83 for a while, but it's dropped off, so they think the shadows are getting ready to attack. And since they need to know the second the shadows show up, they're going to send Marcus and Yvonne over there to wait and then notify the fleet and get the hell out of there. Sheridan thinks there's about a 50-50 chance of everybody getting out alive because of how often the shadows are. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. Opening credits. Yeah, it was 50-50. Wow. <laughs> uh, Can we put a little 50. camera there? So my kind of yeah, put it just a little beacon out <laughs> mm-hmm. there, have it send a signal back. That wouldn't be as dramatic. No, yeah. definitely not. And you miss out to- on several great Marcus and Ivana moments. Oh yeah. yeah. And speaking of dramatic, when she goes back to the council chamber and there's only one guy left, and they yes. zoom in on his face as he says, "You'll get all the." <laughs> <laughs> I like how the pack morale were like shaking their heads in the earlier scene. Like they can't yeah. talk, you know? So it's like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, is that? That, what is that uh, race that was talking? It's the one that was, what are they called again? Well, the one uh, left to its representative. No, I, I don't I don't remember which one was the representative, but the one that like she was talking to during when she was talking to the non-aligned worlds. Um, I don't remember, was she talking to a Drazi? Or was I don't it think it was a Drazi. No, it was, uh, it was no, a... It um, was it... Where, I think I... Uh, Rikiri? Yeah, yeah. Rikiri. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was just like trying to remember what they were, because I was like, it's not the Drazi. Mm-hmm. No. no, you know the Drazi now. Well, I think so. <laughs> Green. <laughs> Purple. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So up in CNC, my heart smiled because Clarence was there. <laughs> I missed uh, him. And he had something to do. Yeah. yeah. He tells Ivanova that 
know, he tells Sheridan that Ivanova is on Channel 4, and Channel 4 is supposed to be a reference to the UK yeah. station. Oh. Yeah, well, that's where um, Babylon 5 was broadcast, first of all, in the UK. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, and kind of ha- having my head that Clarence and Ivanova have been um, having a bit of a conversation before we passed her over to uh, um, <laughs> Sheridan here, you know, it's... Because think about who's left on the station to look after it. Clearly, your mother was saying to Clarence, "Don't mess this up." You know, you're, you know, you've got my role here now. You're in charge. Yeah, I guess yeah. There's, there's only fifty-fifty chance of them coming back. So, yeah. How did I miss Clarence? He hasn't been in. He was, he's, it's been so long. Yeah, it has been a while. He was very brief in this episode too. So. I just recognized the voice and first, yeah, first was looking at him. Oh, we do see him. Yeah, you do see him, but I think I wasn't like looking at the screen, but I like recognized his voice. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's Clarence. Yep. Sheridan mentions that old Egyptian blessing. I think we've heard it before. We have. And yeah, that was back from season two, I think. Yes. The long dark, isn't it? No, the one with the explorer ship. Yeah, I thought that was the long dark. I think that... I think so. No. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Marcus and Ivanova take off in the White Star. Yes. And we see Zack and Garibaldi. Garibaldi's worried about Dr. Franklin because nobody's seen him. Apparently, Franklin said he... Oh, he's so right there in the Zocalo. Come on. <laughs> uh, no, that wasn't the Zocalo. That's kind it of the down below market. Yeah. That's yeah. Down below. Uh, yeah. Just a... Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> he was just in the other public market. He... Yeah, the shady one. Yeah, the shady market. The one in down below, yeah. How do I not know the difference? I don't know. Uh, Franklin says he need. He has said that he needs to keep walking until he finds himself. That meets himself. And Garibaldi feels like he messed up somehow and hopes Franklin can oh. find his way back. I noticed when Zach was leaving, there was some lady in the hallway with a really colorful shirt on. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Although, at the start of the scene, before they get to the office, they're walking through a load of people just doing general maintenance. I thought that was good kind of world building. The fact that, you know, this is a bustling station. Yeah. It's those small things that make the show more lively. Looks like a place people are living in. Yeah. Franklin is snoozing when some lady's going through down below. I guess they're doing station tours. He's still... I was very annoyed by those two. Especially especially her. Guy said the word homeless. She's like... (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There, what are they displaced? I don't know. What's the word? What's the uh, economically word? displaced, I think, was the term. <laughs> yeah, abodely challenged. Politically correct <laughs> term. This little girl Jesse gets scolded for talking to Franklin. You don't know where he's been. <laughs> you don't mean, know who he's been touching. Yeah, I mean, he is laying on the ground. Come on. Uh this new window is just. Pops of these loud notifications. Like when I rebooted my computer after spending all that time installing updates, it said, Updates have been installed. I'm like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I sat there oh. waiting on them. Yeah. They're so proud of themselves. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, now we're at Z minus six days. On the White Star, Ivanova wakes Marcus for his ships and he checks the <laughs> weapons again. Yeah. I have some nice quotes in there. Yeah, they talk about how fluent he is in Minbari and tell her that she's beautiful, but he says it's just a greeting. Oh. Yeah. She's going to get some sleep, but she has trouble with the Minbari bed. Yeah, and yeah. just, um, just like humor. someone else. Yeah. <laughs> just like someone else did. It doesn't seem like that'd be that hard. I'm going to try that. I'm going to mm. build a Minbari bed. Well, I think it's because they're so narrow. It's not just that they're at an angle, but they're so narrow. Yeah, it does not look like you could take a quick nap on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bar did not take naps. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Just like they don't uh, die? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what Mimbari toilets look like. <laughs> Those complicated <laughs> toilets ever. Oh, no, they're the ones who introduced us to the three seashells. Yeah. Uh. Is that a Demolition Man thing? Yeah, that's a Demolition Man reference. <laughs> I know. No, I, li- I used to like that Demolition Man. <laughs> so, delaying update Sheridan on the situation with the League. Uh, the ship, the Degato, is ready for them. Sheridan wants her to stay, but she says, We're in this together, and when this is over, we'll spend the night together. So much fun, yeah. to, fun to see his face there. Yeah, the expression of she's like, not that way. Is there a tradition of yeah. standing the watching each boring other? Way. Yeah, Minbari are so boring. Guys. Yeah, another another Minbari tradition. Huh. <laughs> this one takes all one night. second. She, I'll be right back. Okay. Does she get to? She doesn't get to sleep during this. Does she? Um, well, at least I, not um, when she's doing her ritual. Maybe she sleeps at another time. Maybe. I don't know. I'm like 36 and if I go too long without sleeping. Cranky? Get, oh, not cranky. I just throw my whole system off. And I yeah, I know. It, it doesn't work Yeah. as well as it did. <laughs> yeah. I'll just uh, switch to some new asthma medication and I'm getting much better sleep now than I was last week. <laughs> so even something as small as that can help. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know. Something is stopping. Something is making me not. Like, hello? I think. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. we're just uh, discussing. That was an entrance. <laughs> so, okay. So... Delenn was talking about the customs of her people. And it's just yeah. so it's just so stark, you know, when, when they start talking about customs of like, is this the custom of the entire planet? Like the entire planet has this custom. It just seems so far fetched, you know? Like there's no s- division of anything, like with you the know what I mean? Costs, maybe. <laughs> oh, so maybe yeah. maybe this is the what is she, the religious cast? <laughs> yeah. 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 That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So, mm, I don't know. It's weird. He's like, oh, all right. <laughs> They've all grown so close over the years. They all kind of... It does kind of end nicely with uh, the way she um, turns back to look at um, Sheridan before she leaves. It's kind of, I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll be seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, which is kind of creepy in a way, but also kind of sweet. Uh, <laughs> as what? As <laughs> what could you do in your sleep that would be that she'd be like, eh, no? <laughs> <laughs> Snore, who, who can tell? Who can tell? <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, Sher- <laughs> Sheridan says he doesn't snore. I <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, also okay. remember, um, remember, he don't sleep. Um, our vertical, so maybe it's about. Oh, can you actually sleep on Membari beds? <laughs> you you know, you're a worthy Membari. So they have those. They have. They can't. That can't be their beds for, you know, sexy times. <laughs> they must have, say they have sexy times in their beds. Yeah, that's that might point. just be a human thing. Yeah, that's true. Could be. <laughs> that is true. Now I want to know. <laughs> People who like have conversations with you in their sleep, maybe. Oh, revealing things. <laughs> maybe that maybe that could do something terrible. Uh. <laughs> so, Franklin comes up on a fight and gets stabbed trying to stop it. And he's bleeding, Trouble. and the guy who he helped won't even help him back because he was doing something illegal. Yeah, um, Franklin said, "No, don't interrupt bad actors in Down Below. They'll just get stabbed." <laughs> Have you seen the first two seasons? <laughs> <laughs> He's losing a lot of blood. Like, did you see how much blood was on the ground? Yeah. <laughs> this, is not, this is not good. Uh, Ivanova's made a bed on the floor yeah. of the White Star. Finally gets to lay down when she gets called to the bridge. Of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is just great. It's just, yeah, it's the only solution she's found. And she can't even get any sleep. It's just, oh. Yeah, it's a pretty good idea, anyway. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a bad So they found a scout ship, and they get spotted by the ship. And they think it maybe sent a warning message, I think. And then on the the Minbari ship, Dylan takes Sheridan to see the tactical center of the ship. Uh, We get to see it in action later. Yes, we do. Franklin is asking for help, and he sees himself. He meets himself. He finally meets himself. Uh, <laughs> and do we like either one? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> did, did he not see kind? Sorry. He certainly didn't like what he saw. <laughs> nah. Uh, did you notice the kind of crab walk um, the hallucination Franklin does at the beginning when he jumps down? <laughs> kind of. Kind of funny because, of course, they've got the camera locked off in position. He can't stand up and walk over. He's got to do this kind of crouchy crab walk. I did uh, not yeah. notice. No. Uh, it's only a couple of steps, but once I noticed <laughs> it, I could stop. I'll have to look for it. Uh, I mean, this was, I, I guess I was kind of like, it was taking me out of the story, you know, the other story that was going on. Yeah. And, like, I kept going, oh, Franklin. But the last part, I kind of liked, you know, the whole, I don't know, it kind of grew on me. Maybe it was like Stockholm Syndrome uh-huh. with this, like, endless conversation, <laughs> but it kind right. of grew on me. Drew you in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I felt well, like we learned more about him, you know? About, the thing about running away? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, I, I feel like it's just, I mean, you could kind of maybe put a little bit of it together watching the show, but really, like, this is, you know, 
this is this is really new some new information i yeah. think yeah but at the same time it's you can relate some of the stuff um hallucination franklin is calling him out on ease some of the things in a way that you've been saying on how hypocritical um franklin's being you know he, he's calling himself out on it mm-hmm. yes he is and call me like i don't know like schadenfreude or something but i kind of like when people i mean it would just seem that people you know everybody even the successful you know doctor guy i mean it's not schadenfreude but it's just like it's interesting to see the people's psyche you know like how they feel about their lives and themselves and just like even though he is successful you know how he still is so hard on himself it's interesting like he it's hmm. he just can't like it you know there's just something everybody has something at least one thing that they're very hard on themselves about and that they can't seem to fix you know yeah and jms and jms actually does have a, a degree in psychology so yes he knows stuff like that <laughs> yeah and the other thing that makes these scenes uh, much better is uh, JMS is drawing on some of his own experiences because he was actually stabbed during a robbery at one point. So he, oh. he knows what it's like he to be stabbed. Yeah. Wasn't there but, somebody else that was stabbed that we talked about? Was it that guy with the eye scar? Uh, I think maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. I didn't know that was so uh, common. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, but... It's it's kind of really interesting now, you know, someone can... Because this wound and this whole stabbing feels so visceral, you know. And yeah, you got to know that he knows how bad it is because he's a doctor. He knows, Mm. you know... Exactly how bad that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The White Star attacks the Shadow Ship. It tries to ram them. They destroy it, but they get damaged in the process. They can't go anywhere. And then a buttload of shadow ships show up. Uh, <laughs> a few. They signal the fleet. <laughs> I think that's the yeah. actual like amount. Is called a buttload. Buttload. Send a buttload over. How many ships, Ivanova? Well, oh, it's a buttload. One and a half <laughs> buttloads, please. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's still lovely bit of um, CGI throughout this yeah. episode. I, it's just stunning some really of this good. stuff. It's really good this time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so Sheridan orders everybody in. He hopes that Ibaraba got out, which we know that they didn't. Hmm. Yep. You see Mori, Ibaraba, and Marcus on the White Star. They're in trouble. Yeah. And that's, back. There's some nice quotes there as well. Yeah. Back and down below, we see Franklin giving Franklin some tough love. <laughs> Tell you that he's... Oh, you played that so badly. Better tough love than other kinds of love. Uh, you, you kind of praise that in a whole sensate kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. He's um, telling him that he's running away from everything and he messed up a good thing. It's all that foundation is crap. And he doesn't care if Franklin dies. And... So he's much like many viewers. <laughs> Just kidding. And I care. I don't remember having ill will towards Franklin previous viewing, but this oh. time it's like <laughs> you've opened my eye. <laughs> so one shadow ship is moving to intercept them when the cavalry arrives. 
quite a Calvary. And please tell me you can't. I mean, you there. Everybody else can see that that it looks like people standing up, right? Like warriors. Come on, I'm not. I can't be the only person that sees the Membari ships that look like people. Hmm. Mm. was so much. It's like legs. Ah. Yeah. Oh, somebody, some viewer must agree with me. Somebody, uh, I can't be seeing sure things. I'm sure there are, because he can... Like clouds. Right. I never thought of it that way. No, I'm a thought more fish-like. Mm. It might bad cruises, Although, is, is this the first time we actually see, properly see, uh, Brickeary ships? Because they're the green ones, aren't they? With the... Because they've got an interesting design. Yeah. Which ones are the circle-y things? The v. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's it, the V. Oh, you guys are good. <laughs> yeah. And then the... The, Draz- uh, the Drazi's Sunhawks. Yeah, the Drazi are the ones who kind of look like they've got Firefly engines on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, the Sheridan sees how the control ship works. He orders the telepaths to start jamming the capital ships and gives everybody else orders for what they need to do. So what, yeah, um, what do you make of the whole Bowbridge, I suppose, the command center? Me? I just remember thinking it was really yeah, badass um, when the first time. The whole fact they've got the, um, it's an extension of what's on the um, White Star. Yeah. Uh, it, it's basically... 360 view of what the battle is. That's always cool. Yes, I always, yes. I always like, I was, I was reminded of, yeah, like the, um, what's that ship with the, um, the Grey Council? Yeah, the Ramanbari ship. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So yeah, it's it, it's kind of interesting. It seems to be almost intuitive of what you want to see because you saw right. the <laughs> graphics changing. So, you, you know, I, I found that quite interesting. Yeah, that would be um, sweet yeah. to have at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I also found it quite um, cool that, um, you know, you've got the chaos of the battle and you've got loads of CGI shots going off of things firing at one another. And then you got thing, you got instances like um, a mini... Um, Shadow ship getting um, cut in half and then flying off and crashing into um, the ship of Anavazon. And so yeah. you actually get a sense of where everybody is rather than just complete chaos. I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. I do have... I, I think it's just me. I have trouble figuring out what's going on sometimes, like where everybody is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do have trouble. Mm. But I just kind of watch, you know... <laughs> Kind of get the gist of how the battle's going. Yeah. And it wasn't all one-sided either, you know, that you know, both sides were getting hit quite badly. Like right. when he said, like when he gave the summary later mm. about how many of their ships, you know, compared to theirs, Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I didn't get that exactly, but... That was tricky to see. Yeah, but you did see, you know... White stars cut in half, floating about the place, and some ships completely destroyed. And so even big uh, Minbari cruisers, oh yeah, cut cut in pieces. Right. 
So Franklin says that Franklin's blood pressure is dropping fast. <laughs> he should be getting cold. And he asks Franklin what he wants. What do you want? Yes. Franklin wants to. Yeah. Franklin, oh, yeah. Answer him. Franklin wants to do it all again. And Franklin thinks Franklin would just mess it up, but he wants to do it again. So Franklin says, "Get up and don't pass out on me, because that's another way of running away." And so Franklin pulls himself up. Oh, yeah. Battles going on, and the White Star takes a pretty nasty hit. Yeah, this is the one I was talking about, I think. The Shadows are trying to outflank the good guys, but they adjust and protect the Drazi ships when they get in trouble. Um, so, remind me, all the new White Star-type ships, those are not available yet, or they're waiting to use them more specifically? No, they were using, they were there in this battle. Oh. Never yeah. Mind. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> we were seeing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. some of them so were, they were distru- all there. Uh, or at least a good portion of them, I think. Okay. This is why I should have. I, I usually watch things twice. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's, it's as I said, it was a chaotic battle. Right. So yeah, the, they don't have much of a chance if they're going to get that much destroyed by the one battle. So we see some more Franklin walking along and some more of the battle, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> Just stick with the battle. <laughs> and then Shadow, um, Steven, <laughs> Franklin stumbles into a room with some people in there and passes out in the arms of some station personnel, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was security staff. Most likely. Mm. Although some yeah. of the expressions people were giving Franklin as he was walking through. Um, the battle's going favorably for the good guys in the shadows retreat, and Delenn and Sheridan embrace. Brown chicken, brown cow. (laughs) (laughs) She can't wait to watch him sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Franklin gets rushed to med lab, and he sees Sheridan, Ivanova, and Garibaldi. Yeah. It's probably better than seeing himself. <laughs> you have to see somebody else. He's clearly not quite in his own mind. Yeah. Mm. At least he didn't see, see what's the name. Elisa the singer, I think it is, isn't it? Or the lady who yeah. is in the cryo. Ah, uh, yeah, her as well. <laughs> <laughs> so the wounded from the battle are being brought in. They won, but they took a lot of damage to theirs for every one shadow ship, I think. And I like this because, you know, the chaos isn't over. You've got all this wounded coming through. I've, there was so much motion in this because, it, you know, the camera might stand still for, most, uh, for a bit, but people are always moving, you know, yeah. or looking elsewhere whilst they're talking. And, you know, the... the uh, you know, the main cast will come together and then split off as they're going to do things. And, you know, you've even got Lanier at one point just having your line and just going straight past. You can barely see him. Yeah, it's interesting that the end of the battle wasn't the end of the episode. There was a lot left. And right. Even the big battle, I think it was mentioned the Lurker's Guide and well, how JMS wanted to have the big battle in the next to last episode and kind of throw off your expectations for what the finale was going to be. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, they... They had... 
the advantage this time because they knew where the attack was going to be, but next time they won't know. And But they are happy that they got everybody to work together, but they're worried that the shadow's going to have to be showing up on their door at some point. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's a good worry. <laughs> that is a big worry. And you see a shadow vessel in hyperspace, and it's Z minus four days. And it's releasing what looks like a small ship. Yeah, uh, it's second. Uh, um, Baldi is visiting Franklin in Med Bay, and Franklin's just waking up. And he started talking. I kind of zoned out when they started talking. But Wait, Garibaldi, so they, uh, I'm sorry to, to go back for a second. When they showed the shadow ship, they, that's when they released a small ship. Yeah, this, this was a little bit. It's the next scene when yeah, the, the second time oh, you okay. saw the ship. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I wait for another minute. <laughs> yeah, and then Garib- later on you find out. Uh, I think the impression is the that little ship goes to Babylon Five. Uh, yeah, but let's yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me let yeah. me explain myself. We'll we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Garibaldi tells Franklin to never do that to him again because I guess he lost the bet or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Gar- I don't care. <laughs> it's like, but Garibaldi. Leaves and Franklin sees there's a lot of stuff going on in Med Lab while he was sleeping. <laughs> I was kind of hoping we'd see more of that other doctor, you know? Yeah, yeah Doctor Hobbs. Tell her she once. She gets a name check, you know. Uh, this is where something detaches from the shadow vessel, little ship. Okay, mm. let's talk for a second. Okay. So, I did see a spoiler on the de- the DVD menus. Um, yes. It was. I mean, can I even say it? Yeah. It was Sheridan kind of embracing a woman. I immediately yeah. knew it was his wife, even though it was a different yeah. actress. Uh, yeah. Because, hello. It had to be. <laughs> oh, that's, 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 that's a little trivia piece about that one, because it yeah. was Bruce Buxleitner's real-life wife at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Angels Wilder? So, Millis, uh, Millis, Miss Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, she played... Um, on Little House in the Prairie. Yeah. I used to love that show. <laughs> I remember watching that growing up. I love the books. Yeah, um, I read the books. So, when, they, when we saw the flash forward, I knew who was at the door. I knew it. Yeah. And then as soon as <laughs> that, that little ship... And plus, of course, they say Melissa Gilbert on the, yeah. on the you know, opening and opening. Like, yeah. Okay. I yeah. was like, I yeah. know what's There's happening. There's a little trivia about that, too. I know what this ship is. Yeah, happened. I knew it. Yeah, it's unfortunate. In the um, on the language menu for this disc, it has older Sheridan and Delin, older Sinclair. I mean, and Delin next to each other from War Without End. But yeah, I think that's uh, on earlier discs, isn't it? I was on the last disc on the language yeah. menu. It may have been somewhere else in other disc. But yeah, uh, it's. It, it, <laughs> Yeah, you've got to be constantly on guard for spoiler images on these menus, on these DVDs. You shouldn't have to if you're just trying to turn on the closed captioning, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, I mean, I'm glad it's over, you know, because I was like, man, when is this spoiler going to (laughs) show? I was like, woo, when I saw her name, I was like, all right, this is it. This is is the time. Yes, I have some some more... um, Sheridan's been thinking about what Garibaldi said about you know, when are they going to come knocking on our door. Well, they think shadows may be deliberately leaving them alone and 
they start talking about his costume that he had in that what episode in season oh, two. Yeah. Or what it might mean. Yeah. Here's something you might have forgotten because it was so long ago. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I like, when they bring it up, you're like, oh, yeah, the dream. Yeah. But. So what do they say? The psycho. The only one I'm kind of thinking about it that might be true is the psychor part about him teaming with Bester. I don't know about the other parts of it. Okay, so let's recap. <clears throat> he said, "Okay." She said, "You, I am not who I seem, or whatever it was." Do you know who I am? Revealed. Yes, you know who yeah. I am. And then she revealed that she was a telepath, sort of. Okay, yeah, that could be. Yeah, that was. So that kind of makes sense. Kosh probably knew. Probably. Yeah, that was fairly obvious that Kosh would know that. And then. There was something about the hands. Oh yeah, oh, that's other, what they. You are the hand. Yeah, that's the yeah. one they couldn't understand. And then um, Delenn hypothesizes what it could mean. Yeah. Because uh, the Membari and Wallon are closer than other races. It kind of... Yeah, yeah maybe... Um, that one I was like, that's a leap. But. Yeah, but m- maybe Kosh used an image that Delenn would kind of recognize and help them interpret... Uh, it's yeah. a leap, though. It really is a leap. And there's a part about the other him. Yeah, the whole uh, um, the man in between is looking for you. Okay. Yeah, yeah which is why Delenn made the connection of the man in between is equal and opposite. Mm. I really don't remember how that. Uh, that's a up. huge leap, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Unless, of well, course, Delenn knows more than she's saying, which could... Which we've seen <laughs> happen before. Has happened just once <laughs> before. Just a couple times, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we see that little ship again, and in Med Bay, Franklin's bossing people around. He's just advising. Sheridan says the job is his if he wants it, and Franklin wants it. He thinks he can do better, and he admits that he was running away. He quit before he could be fired, but... Now he's not going to define himself in terms of what he isn't. It's going to be what he is. Yeah, we'll have to see how that works out for him. <laughs> we'll see if they actually remember saying that. <laughs> I mean, because it's hard to um, completely change yourself, you know? It's like a constant yeah. progress. Yeah. So, I mean, if all somebody has to do is get stabbed in the stomach, you know. It's got to stab some people to be stabby therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Just let them bleed until they see themselves. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually Kosh. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they do have old, old Kesh on the station. There you mm-hmm. go. Somehow <laughs> Franklin plays a part in the coming battle, so. Because Sheridan gets a message from Delenn and she awaits his pleasure and look on oh his face. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that is the message she sends, really? <laughs> Be a little more discreet. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, now even like, though oh. this has nothing to do with sex talk, everyone's going to assume it is exactly. because of that message. Surprise, Frank! <laughs> frankly, was it like patting him on the back and high five? <laughs> <laughs> well, Delenn's not a patient, so he's not a. Uh, uh, okay, well, <laughs> no, no, maybe he's over that now. Okay, well, we'll see. That stabbing really worked, gosh. <laughs> Different. Um, yeah, so Franklin teaches somebody how to hold a cauterizer. 
<laughs> so you don't change that much. He's <laughs> like, who the hell told you to hold um, the car out of that no, way? <laughs> no, he has changed a little bit because, you know, the old Franklin would have reached around her and had guided her hand. Oh. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is how you... <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Doctor. Uh, so we see somebody enter the station through customs. Yeah, and they okay. are got customs and giving her this question. really odd look. Yeah, that's so, what I was wondering. What's yeah, that was the script said that everyone wasn't supposed to make a big deal about her, but the director on set, I guess, told everybody to kind of look at her funny. So. Ugh. Uh, yeah, Jeremy's like, intention was that okay. they want to make a big deal about her. Right. Whereas everyone's like, hmm? Who's this right? Like, Ooh? everybody knows what <laughs> his wife looks like. <laughs> so Delin's watching over Sheridan and the person who entered the station sees a map of B5 and gets on a lift. And there's some really ominous music <laughs> he's playing. Yeah. Uh, and Ivanova gets a call from Zach, and I like how Ivanova said audio only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that should be came... default, honestly. That should yeah, be that should be default. <laughs> when anybody, instead of people popping up on the screen, you just hear yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, yeah, and have you listened to uh, the Babylon Project? It's just because yeah. this is the root of their, um,. <sighs> They've got kind of a Zach impersonation me. Basically, the, you know, this isn't, the, according to them, this isn't the first time Zach's called um, Ivanova in the middle of the night. Oh. <laughs> he kind Does of goes, her uh, yeah, he goes to her with a load of problems, you know, really minor ones. That's their fan theory? Well, yeah, kind of. Um, okay. it, well, I have not been paid attention. Okay. Yeah, yeah I seem to remember Zach calling other, no, no, if it was Ivanova or other people, but I seem to remember hearing Zach's voice calling people other times. Just like yeah, well, no, it's kind of, yeah, Zach calling Ivanova, I can't find my pants. Really, <laughs> 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 she would think like that. <laughs> yeah, oh, not again, Zach. <laughs> just go directly to voicemail. Yeah. Somebody came on board that concerns the captain, and we see Delenn is watching Sheridan sleep, and she picks up that crystal ball that we've seen before, and Deja a lady me. enters. Yeah, she says Hello. that she's Anna Sheridan, John's wife, and Delenn drops and the ball. And you must be Delenn. Yeah. Oh, that was... Oh, I'm so happy. You don't understand how happy I am that this is going <laughs> to break up freaking Sheridan and Delenn, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and she's all evil and whatnot. I don't know. She's all Mordany. <laughs> yeah, so... this is great. <laughs> you think she's uh, Mordany? <laughs> well, she was on the ship. And, and that, that, well, that's my only theory I have. She was sent by the freaking shadows. <laughs> she's wearing this uh, black number as well, isn't she? So, you know. <coughs> Sorry. So. Did Delaine nice. drop the crystal ball because she's in shock, or did she drop the crystal ball because she saw herself drop the crystal ball in the future premonition? Ooh. Good question. A little... Uh, number two. Number two. <laughs> yeah, a little one. Little two, uh, this is... Anna Sheridan's Melissa Gilbert. Of course, she was on Little House. And she was already married to Bruce Bachleitner. They were married for six years. 
She's the former president of the Screen Actors Guild. Oh yeah, that's right. And I think just, what, maybe two or three weeks ago, she announced that she was running for the House of Representatives. The representative yeah. from Michigan. Very close. Not long ago. Yeah. Um, she's got, she's had some tax issues. She said it's a result of a stalled acting career, the economy, and a divorce. I think she's been divorced like three or four times. Whoa. She has, uh, Melissa. Um, yeah. There's anything wrong with that? <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. But she has, I don't know, this has nothing to do with Babylon 5, but yeah, she's negotiated some kind of repayment plan for IRS. Good to know. It was like <laughs> close to, close to $500,000 in back taxes. Whoa. Hmm. But yeah, and that was her voice in War Without End Part 2. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. It was. So Heidi wants us, wants me to say that she is disappointed that, um, all Dylan was doing is watching Sheridan sleep. At least that's the gist of what I think she was trying to say. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Which I agree, oh, yeah. because, I mean, it's like, they make you think, you know, or maybe our minds just jumped to post-coital. <laughs> post-sleepy <laughs> time. So. Oh, yeah, there was one other note, is that they were trying to keep it a surprise that Melissa Gilbert was going to be an episode. She was a pretty big star back then, but... The Screen Actors Guild rule says if you're a big enough star, you have to be in the opening credits. So they tried to leave her name to the end of the opening credits. Well, you really noticed yeah. it. They did. Yeah, but you did really notice it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I don't know if the rules have changed, but I've seen this thing lately where, like, if they want to keep it a surprise, they'll have, like, right after the episode ends, the first thing you see is special guest star, mm-hmm. Anthony yes. Stewart head. I think they have to get special permission or whatever. Uh, Uh, Special guest star, Katie Sackhoff, whatever. Uh, Oh, spoiler, sorry. (laughs) Spoiler for what? Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not thinking what I'm saying. Hell, I'm not even thinking what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'll just edit. I'll edit this out. You remember when she left the show and when she made her surprise appearance back and... Um. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I I thought you were talking about oh. another show, not Battlestar oh, Galactica. Yeah, Battlestar. Oh, okay. She died and then she came back like a cry. Yeah. Like her name out of the opening credits. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't remember the opening credits name part, but yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like Terminator or something like. Oh. Huh. Uh. But, um. So yeah, there's Z minus two days, and that ends the episode. Two days. To what? It's gonna be good. It's the end of the year coming up. So Bill Blair was an alien. Jonathan Chapman was the Bukiri ambassador. Mark Hendrickson was the Drazi ambassador again. Oh, so maybe one was the Bukiri. Are the Bukiri and the Drazi look similar? Um, not exactly, no. Um, because the Drazi are kind of more lizard-like with, you know, with the plates on their heads, and then the Bukiri... Uh, kind of have large cheekbones and a couple of other things. Best way to describe them, really. Okay. Let's see, there is a brick theory. What was the, um... Oh, wait, oh, oh, oh. This is not... I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that... Oh, no, yeah, larger forehead and the weird thing with the cheekbones. Not large cheekbones, they've got that kind of... Oh, right, yeah, okay. 
nice uh, sweater vest he's got going on. <laughs> yeah, and the insect thing, one in the background is kind of, um, they're the Vri, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, I lo- yeah, uh, I like those guys. Yeah, we saw <laughs> Um... I can't think of Sweater Vest without thinking about Dr. Horrible, that song. <laughs> <laughs> so that's JMS if he's ever gone on Walkabout. Yeah, well, kind of. Back when I was living in San Diego, I was living in San Diego before it got nuked. Well, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I got in kind of a similar mode. We'd go for walks throughout downtown San Diego at 2 to 4 in the morning. I love walking through downtown San Diego. Um no, that's me saying that. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, parts of the area where I could have gotten killed, folks asked me why I couldn't come up with this. I was looking for something, found it kind of in a somewhat similar situation. So suffice, there might not be the form for that. Suffice to say, I was almost killed myself and leave it at that. Wow. I've never felt the need to go on a walk at two in the morning, I don't think. Uh, back when I was in my early 20s, I um, walked back from the centre of town after a night out to um, the place I was living then, um, and that was about two and a half hour walk from the centre of the city to the outside town where, you know, the um, place I was living, yeah? It's, it can be an interesting experience. Yeah. When I lived in Mississippi, I used to like to go on drives to clear my hair, but not long walks. So what he said, JMS said, I think the battle could have been done with a bit more oomph to it. Perhaps intercutting between the two plots was distracting. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good battle, just not quite as effective as Severed Dreams or Long Twilight Struggle, which did have effective intercutting. And he thinks it might be there was more emotional content to the other two episodes. Yeah. And he's telling when I saw Late Arrival at Avalon, his line, who is Morgana Le Fay, got me speculating that Anna was alive. And my question is whether or not Marcus's line was intended that way. Wait, he... Wait, what? I don't know it's JMS saying this or it's the person asking the question saying this. I'm not sure. Mm. It sounds like the person asking the question because... Knowing JMS, he would have already planned out that Anna Sheridan is alive. Yes. Mm. Wait, can you say that one more time, Ian? One more time? Um, I believe whoever was asking the question was asking the thing about Morgana Le Fay because I'm sure JMS at this point, uh, I mean, already had planned Anna Sheridan to be alive as soon as he introduced Sinclair. Sheridan. Uh... Yeah, because Sinclair and, cer- and and certainly after uh, his <coughs> interview with Mister Morden. Oh yes, definitely, because I think um, there were yeah a lot of things planned in advance. Yeah. Mm, so maybe she is Morgana Le Fay. Um. Yeah, Sheridan isn't the man in the middle, but who's the man in the mirror? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why did caution those dream images? He was accessing that which he could prove he knew what he knew. Wait, so sorry, mm-hmm. beginning. <laughs> he was accessing that which he could in part to prove he knew what he knew, in part to set things up. Although, who knows, there may be more to it. 
that's what they came up with doesn't necessarily mean that's the full extent of it. Hmm. Vagary, 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 vagary. Just a bit. <laughs> oh. Oh, is there a change in the actress play added? There's a combination of reasons, including production schedules. Because hmm. back when Sheridan confronted Morden for the first time, the Anna on the photo in that and Anna in the message later on is basically a different actress. Yes. Alright, do we have any quotes? Let me see. Why don't you go first, Beth? Yeah. I copy oh, no, no, this and I don't think I copy one and I don't think it's the same thing. Uh, I, mean, I don't think it's the whole quote. So, hello, I'm Anna Sheridan, John's wife. I think yeah, this, this uh, part of that Hello, you must be Delenn. Yeah. I, I, on purpose, I didn't take that one. Hmm. Yes. Oh, I have uh, Garibaldi to Zach. Thing is, sometimes the people walk away because they want to be alone. Sometimes they walk away to see if you care enough to follow them into hell. I just think I walked the wrong way. Yeah. That was my... <laughs> oh, sorry. That's my one. That's fine. No, no, it's not mine. It was just a good one. I like that one. Uh, I I like it. Okay, I've got the Ivan of Aramarcus one. Well, who wants to live forever? I do, actually. But what the hell? (laughs) Signal away. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, there's another. Oh, there's uh, there's this the scene where Dylan tells about the the tradition and says when. when uh, she doesn't like what she sees, and she says, she can leave when he falls asleep, file a complaint with the elders, even cut off his um, access to her family. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, Uh, Sheridan's face is just so (laughs) well done. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then then it continues, what if she likes what she sees? And it ends, later, history awaits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there's I I, I have uh, Marcus. I like gardens and make four poster beds. Right. See you in four hours. <laughs> <laughs> when when seeing, of course, Ivanova's face. That's bloody awful lot of ships or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have I have that one somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, then they see the other Ivanova one. You are the hand. What does that mean? And why would I say anything as dopey sounding as that? Yeah, <laughs> I like the way they did that. <laughs> when she came back yes. to her. Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does it so well. That's it. Yeah, so, great deadpan delivery. Yeah. So uh, Garibaldi to uh, Franklin. So you didn't meet yourself, Franklin? Yeah, I did. Found out I didn't like myself either. <laughs> Garibaldi. <laughs> Garibaldi then. Well, as the relations go, I guess it could be a words. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, this thing. Um, never mind. <laughs> it's, it's totally over. Uh, uh, my phone flashed up with time hop and it should have the tweet where I said, my Sarah Jane. I guess I was watching back to school or whatever at the time. Oh. I love that. Every time he says my Sarah Jane, it gets me. He's uh, in the fields. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's do our characters of the week. Who's human of the week? Human of the week. 
I'm a oh. bit torn. I'm a bit torn because they're all good. Uh, it's not Franklin. Is no, Anna it could Sheridan be Franklin. Human? <laughs> well, it was like Morden when we first saw Morden. Yeah. Was <laughs> well, Morden was revealed to be humans. Yeah. So, so do we play yeah. the Morden roles here? Yeah. Let's say Anna's human if we don't know any differently. I'm That's just true. excited for what she's going to bring to the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going to be interesting. And don't watch, don't watch the um, trailer until after you've seen it. Oh, definitely don't. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, don't worry. Um, be careful. There's a commentary for this one, so you don't want to be putting that on accidentally. Oh, yeah. Definitely not. No. Mm, Anna, we're going to go with Anna. <laughs> Ooh, we can do that. Yeah. She's briefly in it. She might but... be in next week, too. <laughs> But, well, her entry is kind of monumental. Yeah. It was a very big uh, entrance. It was. And the wind dropped the... Dropped, <laughs> dropped the ball? Yeah, Lynn, exactly. Yeah, dropped yeah. the ball. Who's our alien of the week? Mm, I was thinking of the Drazi ambassador. Really? Standing there all yeah. alone. Sure. I'm fine with that. Okay. Draw the ambassador without wow, some new people. We have people <laughs> that were barely in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, like but, uh, yes, but, parts. Yeah. The battle won the episode. I mean, All right, so let's go. Okay. I mean, I would have accepted. I would have accepted if everybody said Dylan, but uh... or Mimbari telepaths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Oh, Carl <laughs> would probably come with one of those. <laughs> go to Clarence just for being back, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So let's rate this episode when I start us out, Yen. Yep. I think this is an excellent episode, a very good introduction to the season finale. So I give this episode 95 out of 100 ships lost in battle. Nice. Awesome. 95, 95 out of 100. Out of- <laughs> <laughs> That's what, 9.5? 5 out of oh, 10. Duh. Yeah. I'm too late for me. Uh, okay. Is it my turn? Oh, uh, yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, so, yeah, I liked it. Um, I didn't, I mean, it wasn't like the most fantastic thing ever, but I mean, it has to go up a point at least. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, Anna Sheridan coming back is, is raising it a point. So, yeah. um, 9x not x wives? Dead not dead wives? I don't know. This is amazing. <laughs> I love that. Oh, oh well, I got some uh, distracted by a dokes uh, thing. Surprise, motherfucker! This <laughs> <It's hard>. is <laughs> <laughs> a World of Warcraft Sergeant Dokes. Okay, anyway, Ian, sorry. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, we're getting towards the end, and it's coming so quickly. I wasn't expecting us to get here so soon. And the episode itself, uh, I do really like it. It's a little distracting when you come back between the two different plots, but um, it's it's fun. It's adorable. Great CGI. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to go for eight and a half correctly held cauterizers out of ten. Mm. <laughs> nice. Ah. Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode, too, and Despite the Franklin stuff, I guess some of the stuff that um, Mean Franklin was saying was kind of funny too. But yeah, but most on the strength of the battle, that whole storyline, I give it nine out of ten 
dropped balls. Uh, and I wasn't uh, keeping up. Uh, let's see, it was. Oh, uh, it's a high one, this one. Yeah. Yeah. Nine and a half, nine, eight and a half, nine. So that's the total of nine. Ah. Best since interludes and examination. Well, no, best since War Without End, sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to skip that one. So, let us end our walkabout in feedback land. <laughs> mm, thank yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say that. Oh, yes, the walkabout is over. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have over- feedback. Uh, yeah, we doc, do. Doc. We, we just don't have a document since I overslept this morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're winging it. Um, We're just going to make it up as we go along, the feedback. I'll just copy and paste okay. it. <laughs> um, yeah, let's just make up feedback. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> Unlike it. Oh, thank you. So nice. <laughs> thank you, Tom from Scotland. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Zach sent in a bit of feedback asking us if he knows who this strange woman is. Oh, no, we just saw at the end, Zach. We watched it. Finish watching the episode. I talked to Sheridan and Dwin. They'll tell you who it is. <laughs> so our first piece of feedback is from Board 99. Board says, look, Franklin hates Franklin too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be curious to hear the predictions this week because JMS said, in comments, preserved as always in the spoiler room, Julius Lurker's Guide. Is that a real word? I don't think that's a real word. Okay. That he wrote this episode to make what happens in the season finale hard to predict by getting the big space battle out of the way soon, out of the way now. Aside from that, Shadow Dancing. Shadow Dancing. Now, Shadow Dancing is really about that ending. One of the interesting things about B5 is that although he's telling an overall story with a lot of continuity from episode to episode, JMS doesn't go in all that much for cliffhangers, preferring instead to end every episode with a short coda that imparts a sense of closure. Even the sequence of episodes in which the station breaks away from Earth in the middle of season three is made up of individual stories, one per episode. Traditional cliffhangers are confined to ad breaks, except here, which adds to the impact. We're not used to Babylon 5 episodes ending this way. Another interesting touch is that this cliffhanger isn't your classic sci-fi adventure story cliffhanger, which puts the main character in danger. See every single story in classic Doctor Who. Instead, it's a cliffhanger which is reminiscent of soap opera, not quite what one would expect from B5. But hey, now Heidi and Elizabeth have an episode which ends with someone from a main character's past arriving on the station. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Said a beginning. Thanks, board. Thank you. Um, I had a thought while I was reading that, but now it slipped me, slipped my mind. Oh yeah, even like War Without End, the cliffhanger there was kind of like not a. They're just kind of walking onto the station. Yeah, let's do these kind of all. Let's do this cliffhanger. Yeah, got to stop somewhere. So I <laughs> see. Compass. I had it open. See, our next email is from Lori and Carl. I wonder if Carl hates The Walking Dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pasting it in the chat. Somebody can read it. Oh. Dang, you want to read it or? 
Okay, yeah. I can read it. I'm sorry, Carl's... I was away there. Oh. <laughs> uh, Carl's uh, episode prediction based on the title was, It's the musical episode. <laughs> Alas, we are still waiting for that. I'm wondering if the newbies were worried about Ivanova and Marcus going on the White Star to be the advance warning. Carl predicted they would be okay because they were both going, and JMS would not kill both characters at once, unless they were both to die after declarations of love. No. Um, I don't think... I don't... No, I didn't really think they were going to die. We like Marcus's greeting and his explanation of it to Ivanova. I hope someone gets that quote. Oh, sorry, I don't think we did that one. Carl was glad they are revisiting the Marcus and Ivanova storyline. I do like them together. Anyone else a shipper? Um, I'm not a shipper, but I, I, I can see it. I could, I could do it. I can handle I've it. I've definitely always you enjoyed the uh, Marcus Ivanova thing. Yep. He's better than Talia. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm holding out for Ivanova and Clarence, so. <laughs> Carl has grown increasingly tired of the Franklin story, but he did think the kid in Down Below was good, especially because she said nothing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Carl was somewhat hoping his Franklin death prediction would come true, but did not really think it would. Anyone else? Or were we hoping he was going to die? Um, no, uh. no, not really. I haven't gotten to that point yet. <laughs> I did like the meeting oneself revelation at the end and felt Franklin was saying to himself all the things the viewers have been thinking. Carl did have a major issue with the stab wound, as he thought it was too serious for Franklin to survive so long. There is a good discussion in the Lurker's Guide about how JMS was mugged and almost killed, but survived by sheer willpower as a parallel. Mm. Carl thought the scout shadow ship was very cool looking. What did you all think of the battle? We hear from Delenn that two ships of light were lost for every one shadow ship. Not good odds. And where were the Vorlons? Why were they not helping out? Oh, Yeah, because Kosh was the one that said... You know, if I help you now, I won't help you when... Well, what was that, I guess, when you go to Zaha Doom? Hmm. Yeah, the Lurker's guy said that there's a reason that they weren't there. Hmm. <laughs> uh, well, when, I mean, Kosh has actually died. Perhaps, you know, they don't want to do anything anymore. Yeah, we haven't seen um, What's-His-Face oh, since the first sad. time he was there. What's the new hmm. ambassador's name? Uh, well, that everyone calls him Kosh, but in all the fan things, he's old Kesh. Okay. It's just, okay. yeah, it's easier to distinguish them. Yeah. Okay. When we see the small ship come out of the shadow ship, what did you all think? Well, I wish Heidi was here to give counterpoint, because I, I knew what was going on. <laughs> Carl predicted it was Mr. Morden or someone similar, which it sort of was. Looking yeah, forward to hearing what you all thought and if you recalled the voice from the time travel sequence. I love when she drops the snow globe. It was very powerful, and I remember my heart sinking back in the day when I heard that as well. Oh, my heart, like, rose to the highest of heights. <laughs> <laughs> Carl wonders if everyone on B5 is gossiping about Sheridan and Dolan. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I believe we need an ISN underground gossip report on that. Ooh, good, good call. <laughs> Carl thinks that Anna Sheridan must be like Mr. Morton and is evil like him. Looking forward to your thoughts. Who remembers Melissa Gilbert from Little House in the Prairie? That was a long time ago. Uh, what? No, was it? <laughs> <laughs> We're not that old. <laughs> I like the callback to the dream sequence, but it is still all left very mysterious. Who do y'all think is the hand? 
Oh, geez, I know. The hand right now is... This is not Kevin Lannister, isn't it? Uh, no, I thought it was Xander. <laughs> Xander's a hand, isn't he? Uh, no, Xander's <laughs> a heart. Buffy's a hand. <laughs> Either Buffy or Kevin Lannister. <laughs> but, um, so what, okay, so just humor me again. What was the dream? What did they say about the hand? You are the you hand. S- yeah, you are the hand? In reference to Sheridan, you are the hand. So we hmm. do we think Sheridan is the hand then? <laughs> okay. Or is that too easy? Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused now. That was easy now. <laughs> okay. Quotes. Ivanova. Well, who wants to live forever? Mark. Oh, we said this one. Um, Carl's predictions. Z minus number day will involve a battle with the shadows and an attack on B5. Ratings from Carl. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Favorite wooing gardens attempted murder stabbing (laughs) drink water spilled from snow globe oh my god ship shadow scout vessel the set marketplace and down below the favorite scene Sheridan and Delenn all of Sheridan's expressions when Delenn says spending the night together the whole scene was very awkward to watch. <laughs> Favorite human, non-speaking child with balls. <laughs> Favorite alien, mm, bunch of dots. Rating yeah. two climactic battle scenes. <clears throat> Ratings from Lori, 8.5 out of 10, smashed snow globes. Human, and a Sheridan. Yeah, Lori. Yeah. Alien, Delenn. Oh, Thanks, thank guys. Thank you both again. Thank you. One thing I forgot to mention, I think it was mentioned in the uh, Lurker's Guide, was that when they're having that discussion about the dream sequence, Sheridan says something about Susan being a latent telepath in front of Delenn. So I guess Delenn's on the, in on the secret. It's supposed to be a secret, but yeah. he's kind of yeah. blurted it out in front of Delenn. Oops. So when, okay. So Delenn didn't know. We, we, okay. As far as we know. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought she did because that's why they. No, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, maybe something along the lines of um, Sheridan saying to one of "I'm getting really serious with Delenn, and she could be a real ally <laughs> to us. Um, do you mind if I let her know about your telepath thing?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Who is she going to tell? <laughs> Unless there's a story we don't know about where Ivanova actually went to Delenn herself about being a latent telepath. You don't really see them talking very much. Mm. Although, no. maybe they gossiped a little bit whilst um, Ivanova yeah. was doing Delenn. Yeah, when yeah. that was going on. Next we have an email from Evelyn. Okay, I'll do this one then. Ah, wow, what can I say? When I first saw this episode, the ending came as a total surprise. I sure didn't see that coming. Things are really heating up with the alien races and the mistress of Delenn. Franklin's walkabout finally comes to an end, but definitely not the way he planned it. <laughs> if nope. you had, yeah, if you had a category for most despicable human, 
I would have to give it to the woman who encountered Franklin in Down Below. Yeah, yeah agreed. Uh, what I like best were the scenes between Susan and Marcus. Franklin scenes with himself, uh, the actual shadow battles, and, of course, the surprise ending. The episodes just keep getting better and better from here on in. Favourite alien, Delenn. Favourite human is Stephen. Favourite yeah. quote? Uh, yeah, well, some people still like Stephen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Stephen is the... um. Yeah, the, that, we've got to clarify yeah, that. <clears throat> which one's Stephen and which one's Franklin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and the crate, of course, uh, right at the end. Hello, you must be Delenn. I'm Hannah Anna Sheridan, John's wife. Thank you, Anna. At least it's not. Dun, 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 dun. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we were this episode where they just had this really awkward. They put the opening credits in a really awkward place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, like, just the way she, I mean, you know something. I mean, this is going to be awesome because it's all like, <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm alive. It's like, hey, biatch, <laughs> you know, I'm here. I have to do stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Yarsh still just signed on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, next, we have an email from Victor DeGrand. I'll take this one. Hey, Victor. This episode didn't start out too well. Sheridan looks older or his face is puffy or fleshy. Maybe they <laughs> did something with his makeup, but he almost looks like he's made out of plastic. Maybe he's nervous about his wife being mm. on the show. <laughs> Franklin is still on his walkabout down below, and he thinks it's a good idea to, co- to confront some armed thugs. Mm. After he gets himself stabbed, the good news is that he finally finds himself. The bad news is that now there are two of him. <laughs> and if one of him wasn't annoying enough, actually this new Franklin is saying the kinds of things that I've been thinking good, thinking about Franklin all along. It's about time he heard this from someone, which must have been the point of the walkabout in the first place. Yeah. There's an exciting space battle with the shadows going on, which would have been even more exciting if they hadn't kept cutting away from it. Eventually, Sheridan claims a pirate victory since they drove off the shadows, but they lost twice as many of their own ships. A couple of more victories like that and Babylon 5 will be out of business. In the end, a sober, wiser Franklin is back at work, and Sheridan ends up sleeping with the Lynn. He's actually sleeping, though, while she watches him. Another one of those wonderful Minbari customs. Yeah. And that is, <laughs> and that is when Mrs. Sheridan shows up the real Mrs. Sheridan, the one who is supposed to be lost with the Icarus. This promises to be an interesting development. Overall, I'll give it seven extra Mrs. Sheridans out of ten. Regards, Victor. Thanks, Thanks Victor. Victor. Thank you. The real Mrs. Sheridan. The real Mrs. Sheridan. The question is, is it the real Mrs. Sheridan? Oh. Mm. So many interpretations to that question. Yes. <laughs> So our next email is from Yarsto. I shall paste it here. Wonder whether Yang can actually read that. You know him. I think someone else <laughs> yeah, can read for that. It. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, okay, I'll need to find it here. 
starts greetings down below Castor. yes greetings down below Castor. As, as always hello old friend <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's my feedback for shadow dancing episodes at Z minus seven days so uh, we know three days have passed after the last episode and our heroes are working to strike back when the shadows go for the target. When, when the shadows go for the target, Sheridan and Dylan spotted in the last episode. We also get a resolution of Dr. Franklin's walkabout, in which he meets himself and finds he's a bit of a bastard. <laughs> Apparently getting stabbed is a great thing, way to come to greater insights. Sadly, the second Franklin doesn't mention anything about Face hair touching. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, yeah. perhaps ominously, he uh, he does ask, "What do you want?" Yeah. Yeah. The main plot of this episode is, of course, the war with the shadows. First, there's a battle where the shadows are driven back through two friendly ships lost. Though two friendly ships are lost for every shadow vessel destroyed. Then we see a smaller ship ominously detach itself from the uh, shadow vessel. And finally, at Z minus two days, we end on the snow globe scene from War Without End, as Anna Sheridan introduces, introduces herself to Dylan. One thing that annoyed me a bit, a bit this time was Dylan's wait-and-see attitude about showing Sheridan how the command center works. You're about to go into battle with the, against the shadows? Bringing another surprise on him? Really more important than being prepared? Well, well the two things Delane likes most in the world are surprises and speeches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quotes, the Drazi ambassador. The others have gone to speak with their governments. They've authorized me to speak in their place. You will have all the ships we can spare, Delane. I only hope you're right. Because it will cost us greatly if you are wrong. Mm. There's an Ivanova one. Oh, we have. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's one you haven't. We haven't had. Uh, we're ready to go, Captain. A last-minute instructions, Sheridan. Aside from an old e- e- Egyptian blessing, I can't think of anything, Ivanova. Then we'll see you when we see you. Full ahead. Oh, there's another one we haven't done, Marcus. I could teach you if I like, if you like. No, I don't have the time. It would take a year. How old would you be in a year if you don't learn to speak Minbari? Mm-hmm. Mm. That was a good one. That's a good one. And then there's the who wants to live forever. Uh, and there's the Zack one, Commander. Just thought you ought to know. We just had somebody come on board. Zack, this is a space station. We get 50 ships a day. There's always someone coming on board. Mm. Yeah. Favorite characters, Alien, Dylan, Human, Ivanova. Episode rating, 42 out of 50 ships visiting B5 in a day. <laughs> Yarstow from the Netherlands. Yes. Thanks, Yarstow. Yes. Oh, thanks, thanks Yarstow. Right, right, so 50 ships, that's 100 ships, 42, that must... 84. Okay, that's uh, eight, yeah, 84, so that's 8.4 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, also. I missed an email. Mm. I accidentally skipped one. Oh. Um, 
This, yeah, so we have an email from Mark, who is a new feedback. I think he's from the UK. Nice. Good. Hey, you're always good. I'll take it then as well. <laughs> <laughs> Wildwer Wickshire? Is that a place? Uh, probably Warwickshire. What was the um first name of the place? Oh, Wild. Oh, that's the... Maybe that's the... Let's plug Mark's a wild Warwickshire. That's a wild, probably wild Warwickshire. Yeah, it's a nonprofit organization that seeks to highlight the rich wildlife of this country. And there's Mark's ah, nice long one as well. Hey there, down below pod people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh well. I just want to let you know that your intro cast is great. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> I've only discovered it recently, and I've been catching up. I'm a long-time B5 fan, and remember being blown away when it started. Having watched Star Trek TNG and reruns of the old Battlestar Galactica on the BBC, B5 seemed so different, grittier, more grown-up. My first memory is an oddly lamp-top is Oddly, Lamb Chops and Raiders. Ah, yeah, Lamb Chops, that's a bit of um facial hair, long, um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's just getting my head around that. <laughs> uh, I always watch the show at 6pm on a Monday with dinner. Chops on a Monday. Oh, uh, also Lamb Chops. All oh, right, so you do nothing. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you meant the facial hair. Oh, well. <laughs> um... Before swimming and heading up to take the last 30 minutes, I used to rush back and watch it. As the show developed, I fell more and more in love with the characters. Like many of you, Kosh was one of my favourites, as another character who I cannot yet mention. Even so, I think Jakard does it for me, the best char- as the best character. I think... I think... I think he shows the greatest development over the series, especially during Series 3. I love GMS's philosophy that weaves throughout the B5 universe. Some of it Membari and some of it just plain humanist. It's a little wonder it's so quotable. At university, I put B5 quotes in my Christmas cards. I just caught up with your schedule, and I have to say how much I enjoyed And the Rock Cried Out, No Hiding Place. An excellent episode. Nearly an episode with Jakar and Lando paying off each other as nearly any episode with Jakar and Lando playing off each other is. I love the ending and the music with the desperate reefer and mean Nenzaru. Nan, the tone was spot on. I can't help smiling with glee at the sequence as Reefer gets what gets his comeuppance. It's been fun to hear this series through the eyes of your cast, sorry, the new eyes of your cast, and has got me thinking more deeply about some of the aspects of the series. One such area I thought on was the idea of Centauri and telepathy. Given it seems many of the Centauri have had visions of their own death, 
I wonder if actually the Centauri as a whole race are more size-sensitive or latent telepaths. The culture seems to have great reverence for seers and telepaths, and they seem quite powerful and unregulated, unlike on Earth. This may account for why the Shadows seemed so intent on influencing their Centauri. Knowing their telepath strength and being able to directly take them out without showing their hand, infiltrating the government for Lando and Reefer, seems a more plausible approach than maintaining control on a possible threat. Additionally, by getting the Centauri to attack Narn and many of the non-aligned worlds, they are not only weaken the Centauri military, but are also able to sow dissension and mistrust and chaos across the galaxy by proxy whilst remaining in the shadows. Two birds with one stone. What does the team think? I hmm. think that's actually an interesting theory. That is. That is an interesting theory. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, it oh, does sorry. Seem like, I mean, it does also seem like their their size are really freaking powerful. Mm. I mean, they're trained to, like, communicate with each other across the galaxy, or across the, yeah, the, the galaxy, so maybe, yeah, maybe they do have some really ingrained telepathy, and maybe their telepaths are stronger than other races, perhaps. Yeah, and now we know the shadows are vulnerable to telepaths, it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just he leaves us with a um, small little thing, wishing us the best, and looking forward to listening to the rest of the podcast. Keep up the good work, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. And you've leave, left us with a couple of links. So, yes. he, yeah, he's got a website. Yeah. uk and a blog. Musingsonthewild.blogspot.com. Thank okay. you, Mark. Uh, thank you, Mark. Our final email, if it will open, is from Melanie. Poland. Ah. Okay, that's Melody's email. Alrighty. Hi, down below. We finally get the conclusion to Franklin's story. This is what I thought was going to happen in Walkabout. Franklin said that he was always trying to be the hero, but getting addicted to stims only resulted in him missing the Saving the Galaxy from the Shadows plot. Maybe not the best way of doing it. In the other storyline, Delenn somehow manages to get the League of Non-Aligned Worlds to cooperate, seemingly without telling them anything. Half a year ago, they were fighting each other. Impressive, but wouldn't it have been a good idea to say, we have a fleet of white stars? The space battle was great. I think the ship that destroyed a big shadow ship was that same Narn ship we saw in a few episodes ago. And they brought more than three telepaths this time. After the battle, Sheridan and Delenn have another Mimbari ritual and are interrupted by Anna. I'm a bit surprised that the random security guard alerted Zack, but it gave us a good moment with Ivanova being woken up. Rating 9.1, bonus for the ending, 0.5, final rating 9.6, Membari beds without instructions. (laughs) 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 Human of the week, Ivanova, alien, Delenn. Quotes, Marcus, after Ivanova had made a bed out of pillows. Ivanova to the bridge. (laughs) Uh, Zach, Mm. commander, commander Ivanova, Ivanova about to fall asleep. Give me a break. Receive transmission. Audio only. Yes? Zach, just thought you ought to know. We just had somebody come on board. Ivanova. 
Zach, this, oh, we got that last part, I think. And then, uh, Zach, this is a space station. We get 50 ships a day. There's always someone coming on board. Zach, yes, but this is major. It concerns the captain. Ivanova, well, who is it? And then Anna's infamous line. Uh, and with that, there's only one episode left this season. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and predictions. Best regards, Melanie, the Krakovian beer fan. Thanks, Melanie. Thanks, Melanie. Yeah, once definitely. again. Thanks, Melanie. Yeah, once again, that's mail at downbelowpodcast.com or the website or iTunes or Facebook or anywhere. Oh, I keep forgetting to mention that season four signups will be starting soon. Yay! And I think it's, uh, let me look at the calendar. It's Sunday, September 6th at noon. It's the same as always. Uh, at noon Pacific time, send your top choices ranked in order of preference. You can, you know, rank the whole season if you want to, but it'll be first come, first serve. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be able to fit everybody in somewhere. And try to get as many people as possible in there. Yeah. It's awesome if you don't have a... Yeah, and if you've only just caught up with us, um, now's the perfect time to get yourself ready to put yourself down next week. Uh, yeah. Well, in a couple of weeks' time, I should say, for the uh, guest host on Series 4. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Yes. We love having new guests, old guests. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so how about predictions? The name of the season finale for season three is called Zaha Doom. Oh, what a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <clears throat> okay. So Anna totally convinces her ex-hubby to go to Zaha Doom because of reasons. And... <laughs> Um, because she is like a Morden and, you know, and I think there'll be like a whole question, like, is she really working for the shadows or is she like just trying to save her skin, you know, and like, she's kind of trapped and she has no no choice. Um, but, um, and there'll be like a, how do we trust this woman? You know, da, 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 da. Yeah. And, um, obviously John goes to John, Sheridan, whatever. Uh, goes to Zaha Doom and he finds um, pod people that are um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, replicants of, of various humans and um, there's um, the Vorlons are going to be there somehow and um, also um, ooh, uh, the replicants are all President Clark's and <laughs> and um, also um, they're gonna um, they're gonna find a super mega telepath that can kill multiple shadows um, at once, multiple shadow vessels at once, um, and um, then um, Anna Sheridan um, says, "Oh, I had a bunch of uh, babies," and half shadow. <laughs> And, half shadow, um, yeah, <laughs> or half Morden, whatever. I don't know. Um, but for realsies, um, they're going to Zaha Doom, and um, there is not going to be a final. There's not going to be another battle. Something's going to happen. Um, 
because there's obviously not um, attacking Babylon 5 for some reason, okay? So, um, I think it has to do with Sheridan. Um, so, they that's why they had to send her, and they're going to get him. They need him to go to Zaha Doom for some reason, or they know something's going to happen, or maybe this was the plan all along, who knows? But yeah, so that's all I got. You know, I gave that first episode a 10 out of 10. <laughs> hmm. Especially the half shadow babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shadow babies. And we're going to Oh, let's do that. <laughs> shadow babies. Somebody do that image. <laughs> <laughs> also, we learn it, what's that secret. Um, we have to learn what that secret um, psi core thingy or plan or whatever was on Earth. That's going to mm-hmm. come into play somehow. Maybe. The, the big psychic thing. Bam! Said the lady. Bam. <laughs> Alright. Sorry, Heidi. I wish you were here. Yeah, definitely rule this one. Oh. oh, yes. But, okay, so we are not doing one next week? Oh, yes. We're not doing an episode next week. We'll be doing the finale in two or two weeks from today. Mm. So we can all be together for the finale. Hi, it's Ian here with an extra bit of information. That two-week hiatus isn't actually happening now because of life issues. There was a delay in editing this episode, so the episode finale should actually be out next week. Well, Jan, thank you for joining us and stepping in at the last minute again. Oh, you're very welcome. Glad to have you. Hope to see you again in Season 4. So do I. That's all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with Zaha Doom. But until then, goodbye. Bye. Be seeing you.
on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio also downbelowpodcast.com facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast and twitter.com slash downbelowcast